Good afternoon or good morning, depending on where you are in the world. Give me a thumbs up if you can see me and hear me okay. Show me on your camera that you can see me. Awesome. Thank you, Nupu. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Um, we will get started in just one minute. We'll just let everybody come on in. The weather here today is crazy. It is like pouring with rain like in sheets and then it suddenly stops and it's beautiful sunlight so we'll see how we get on with the light I think it's going to keep changing in here can't keep up but I'm very grateful for those little moments of sunshine in between the less delightful rain how are we all we're feeling Friday-ish it's been quite the week hasn't it lots going on in the world right now so I'm looking forward to the next hour-ish of chatting all things Instagram with you guys Okay, I'm going to start sharing my screen. screen. And we can get started. So, Monique, I think Monique did say she probably wouldn't be here, but just in case, are you here with us, Monique? If you're here, unmute yourself, give us a wave. No problem. I wanted to just quickly answer what Monique was ask, asking. So I will read it out because I know you guys are going to have some great suggestions for her. She said, I've started a blog in January that's focused on lifestyle, books and planning. Everything, sorry, eventually I want to get paper planning products out, but at the moment nothing's certain about that. I'm trying to mash in some planning posts on Instagram already, but I'm not sure if I should focus on the blog's content and lifestyle content for now or how much I should already start talking about planning as the shop won't open soon and is months away. And this is what we have so far to work with. So what would you like to see on Monique's feed? What do you think is gonna serve her best? You guys know this content now, we are on week five. What do you think would be helpful for her on here? Thinking about her goals and thinking about what she's doing at the moment put it in the chat box and there's no wrong answers whatever you say will be right I guarantee it um suggestions are always welcome I think Monique if you're listening back to this because I know Instagram has a very thriving and active planning community like there are people who exclusively post about planning and they seem to do great so I would absolutely say start getting in on that it doesn't have to be at the expense of the other stuff you can absolutely keep it all in the mix but if you're already someone who uses a planner if that's part of your routine and if you have insights about how to do that start sharing that now and I would also say like can you start making a few freebies that people can just download and print that's what I do I even got some here I'll often like just print off my own planner inserts and hole punch them could you design a few things for that maybe some things that are a bit different some things that aren't already out there um planner tips like a walkthrough of your planner what's in there so much stuff and if you've not already tapping into that planning community go and do it and then you can find out how to do it in your own way because you're paper weirdo right so I want to see your unique weird breaking all the rules version of planning because that's what we all need so yeah I did go over to your blog and I could see that there's nothing about planning there and I was like give me the planning stuff because I, I personally like that's the topic I really love um and then the rest of this then sits alongside it and we get a taste of like your style and your interests um and who you are but we also are attracting people who are gonna make you some money at the end of it which it sounds like is part of your main aim for this account um 
Melanie says, talk about your own planning, show your own style. Yes. And Fiona says, I'd love to see the person behind the page. Agreed. And even if that doesn't want to be your face, you know, I always say it could be your hands and you're just talking as you flip through your planner. It could be even like, you know, you holding a planner up and all we see is like a bit of your hair and your hands and your face is obscured. There's so many fun ways to do it. If you go onto my Pinterest, I have a board called Creative Portraits and there's tons of ideas on there that people have done like amazing photos where it's not like a straightforward, here I am doing a selfie, if that's not your job. Because I know some people that do amazing selfies, but it's not, it's not my comfort zone. Helen says, I love planning pretty photos of planners and notebooks for sure and even just how people use things because I, I only recently got into like paper planner like th this kind of planner planner and everyone had inboxes and dashboards and I was like what are these how, how can you have an inbox like who's emailing my planner I don't get it like do I have to write the email I didn't get it so like talking through what goes in a planner what works what you've tried what doesn't work Please just do it for me because <laughs> I need all the help. <laughs> oh, Melanie says show pens and stickers and tools that you can use and handwriting and lettering. Yes. Digital versus handwritten pros and cons, says Nupu. Yes. And how you maybe blend the two. Like, do you like write some things in your paper planner and do some online, which is what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. So much you can do. Get to work, Monique. We all need your help. Okay. Inez, I hope I'm saying your name right. Are you here? Yes, hello. Hi, am I, um, tell me how you say your name. So it's Innes. It, rem it rhymes Thanks. with Innes, <laughs> which is... <laughs> You've said that before, haven't you? That's a handy one. <laughs> I always hate it, but at least, yeah, it's easy to remember that way. So. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. Thank you. Um, so tell us about what is going on for you. Um, oh, a lot of things, actually. I feel just honestly a bit fed up with Instagram, but... <laughs> question I asked was um about hashtags so I um do quite a lot of research into them and try and pick ones that are kind of relevant and um that match like the topic of the post but also like more widely what I'm like like to talk about um and I just find that the like the reach that I get from them is really varied so um, some of them it can be like in the hundreds mm -hmm. and then other times it will be like crickets <laughs> it's like you know no more than 50 <laughs> uh, like people have viewed it from from a hashtag so um, yeah I suppose I just find it a bit confusing and it can be quite disheartening when you know that working yeah. yeah yeah so the thing that's going on with hashtags right now I think we've talked about this a bit in the Facebook group but it was somewhere buried in the thread so probably a lot of people haven't seen it um they are really unpredictable right now and they've been going that way for I would say probably about 18 months maybe a bit longer but since Reels launched it's really really noticeable and there's kind of two reasons for that it's partly just Instagram is like shepherding a whole bunch of traffic to reels that it used to send to hashtags mm. and partly it's just changing habits because now when we're in the app we're so busy we're so we're constantly being pulled by different types of content that we don't go hunting for it anymore we don't have to hunt for it whereas even just like two years ago or a year ago on instagram hashtags were our main way of hunting so like you wanted an account about nappies you went and looked at the nappy hashtags. Now you don't have to do that because mm -hmm. 
Instagram will, you look at one nappy once and it's like, nappies, 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 nappies. And you don't have to do anything, right? Because then you, you look at a toilet and you buy a toilet and then it's like, toilets, toilets. And you're like, I don't need more toilets. Yeah. yeah. So because that that's really shaping how people use the app. And I think a big part of the reason that people aren't, that hashtags aren't taking off in the same way is that traffic of people who were going to hashtags, typing into search, finding the page that's nosedived mm. because everyone's just so busy looking at all the stuff that's being thrown at them. Um, so most of the time now, when you see a hashtag really perform for you, what's happened is, have you seen when you're on your feed? So either you can, some people follow hashtags. I don't know if you follow any hashtags, mm. but they'll, they'll appear and there's certain ones that it picks for you, but it will also sometimes suggest hashtags that you don't follow a picture from there yeah. if you're featured in either of those or both of those that's the reach yeah. that's where those hundreds are coming from I mean and probably still some but you know those ones where you say it's just not that many yeah you've not been featured okay. and that's the difference okay. and right now this is the trouble I have because I I don't want to teach you anything that I haven't like tried and tested and put different users through like I my hunch is that as Reels kind of chills out a little bit and Instagram doesn't feel like it needs to divide them, we'll see a bit more of that both keyword and hashtag engagement come back. Mm. But I think it, if you're making a hashtag strategy, if you're putting the time in to like choosing the right ones, I think maybe rather than looking at it as a focus of like which ones are going to reach the most people like think about which ones am I most likely to be featured in okay yeah that makes sense yeah so like being a bit more strategic about probably how I sit in amongst the other posts in the hashtag like yeah, that's sort of exactly and when you've got a post that you know is going to have tons of click appeal like you've got your photography is stunning oh, thank you. Um, and I think you probably I'm guessing you probably have quite a good sense of which ones are going to yeah load a bit more than others um yeah. picking like maybe a handful of hashtags mm. um because we know as well like the more engagement your post gets in that kind of immediate sense it's not like a defined time but the more immediate engagement your post gets the more likely it is to be featured in the original days of instagram there were humans who picked out who to feature on hashtag pages now it's just all algorithms so we know what they're looking at when it's algorithms it's how long they look at the picture for how long they read the caption for mm -hmm. do they like it do they save it do they share it do they comment do they follow you do they go back to your page do they look around it's all those metrics that um, we talk about a bit more in week six as well so yeah I think it, maybe even just a, like going back through your last kind of couple of months of posts and seeing what hashtags did the posts have in common that really took off I don't know you may have already done that yeah I have done a little bit I think sometimes it can just seem so sort of oh I don't know how to put it like one so like that nap that picture that's like one two three four five in that, yeah so that was like the best hashtag reach that I've had for like maybe in the last three weeks um I forgot where I was going with that Let's look at which hashtag you use. Are they still on here? Uh, yeah, they will. They should be. Them so, as a comment. Yeah. So I wonder, like, there could be a whole load of things. Like, it was a really long and like quite emotional caption. So it could yeah. be that, like, you you know, because you said 
like how long people sort of linger on it. It could just be that people were reading it. Um, but then other times I'll do a really long caption and then it won't quite hit. I suppose it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm like trying to approach it too much like a science and it's more like an art. And I think it's, it's a blend of the two. Yeah. Like, spot on there. And that's the tricky thing because it's all data. You're absolutely right. Mm. But you, you can't tell what the data means in isolation. You can't take that one post, can you, and go, okay, if I do exactly these things again, I will get the same result. Yeah. Because it's not like a democratic, predictable system in that way. Like sometimes you could post that exact picture with that exact caption, but a slightly different time of day and it would bomb. Yeah. Or like yeah. Yeah, someone else has posted an even better picture at the same time as you. So you do everything the same, but it bombs. Like yeah. there's so many factors at play. So all we're trying to do is maximize our chances, but have that light touch with it. So we're still going, well, I'm doing what I want to do. And I know that this is serving my community. And if one in every six posts goes further and gets other people, then that's how I can grow that community. Yeah, um, that's really yeah. I think the, the light touch part is what's missing for me because I yeah. can't do is that. Is that when we, you know, when you, we start to squeeze it so tight? Yeah. Um, <laughs> someone said it to me like, I have um, pet birds. And like, if you squeeze the bird in your hand, it's like, it can't fly, it can't be what it's meant to be. And then yeah. it's when you let go that it's a beautiful bird, but it, it's kind of counter to what our brains and our bodies want us to do. Yeah, um, the other thing I say then is, spend some time looking at your audience or the audience of someone who overlaps with you and see what hashtags they're following okay. make sure that they're part you're probably already doing that as part of your strategy but um and also maybe follow some yourself and if you want to get really nerdy what is it about the posts that get featured that makes them get featured okay so a really hard you pattern, pattern. Isn't it? but yeah like a get a sense of I think it's quite easy to answer. Like I would say, if you screenshot everyone that's shown to you in your feed mm -hmm. for the next fortnight and then put them all together and see what they have in common and not just for one hashtag, but like just in general, what, mm -hmm. what do the pictures that get featured have in common or the posts that get featured have in common? That is a really helpful exercise. I have a few like hunches in my head already of like- Right, right? Because <laughs> you kind of already know, yeah, yeah. And it's that, and then it's, you know, then you try those things out and you find out which ones work. And because yeah. it's different for every audience, it's not as simple as me saying, if you do these three things, you will get featured. But I know that you have the eye to go in there and see for yourself and, and build that strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And please report back what you find if you do that, because I think it'd be really interesting for all of us. Yeah, okay. Thanks so much, Sarah. Does that help? And you're doing a beautiful job. Your feed is exquisite. <laughs> Yeah, so I hope you are cheering for yourself as hard as we are all cheering for you. I've not even looked in the chat box, but I know what it's going to say. <laughs> Everyone's going to say how beautiful your grid is. Yep. Oh, <laughs> how much they love you. Love your work. So inspiring. Um, Sundari was saying, I do a lot of emotional long captions and it's tough if there isn't much engagement on it when previous ones really hit home. Mm. Such a strange place on Instagram because of the technology. Yeah, and it fe that feels really uncomfortable, doesn't it? You're like, here's my heart. And everyone's like, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. it's today. yeah, and it can take a lot to recover from that when you've sort of 
yeah if you've put a personal piece of yourself out there and people don't resonate with it it's difficult to then sort of gather yourself to do it again even if yeah, you know that it's definitely you know like it is important to me to share those things partly because I'm mainly talking to mums and that is a big part of being a mum is just like strong emotions <laughs> so yeah, yeah it, but it is hard when you're sort of putting that out there and not always getting you know yeah it is it's completely human right because our brain thinks that's rejection instead mm. it's probably just busyness and maybe just like you know picking the wrong issue for the, the wrong time and and that's so much of this work whatever you're doing whether it's building a business or growing an Instagram or making a podcast or whatever your aim is is figuring out where those pain points are for your audience mm. and we go in with quite a good sense of what they might be but then even now, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm going to talk about this. I think it's going to really resonate with this audience that I've been getting to know for eight years. And I'll put it out and I'm just like, oh, no, that's just me. I did it on Twitter the other day. I was like, you know, when you're late because your cat's asleep on you and you can't move. And everyone was like, no, <laughs> that's not a thing. You can't be late because of your cat's hair. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, we all did that. Oh. <laughs> I was like, it's just me. <laughs> yeah so you're right it's, it's hard um make use of your dm group if you're in one. Oh yeah i haven't done it but yeah I, i'm planning to do that so yeah. yeah like they are your cheer squad they will come and then you'll have like a handful of comments there no matter what and also remember no one's going back and looking yeah the true. only person doing that is you yeah that, that is very true yeah and when you hit those topics that do explode it is like gold yeah. sometimes it's the ones you don't expect which is part of the fun of it is, yeah. but it's an uncovering process <coughs> there is no shortcut but you learn such a lot along the way that it's entirely worth it yeah totally make sure you read all of the beautiful comments people have got to uh -huh. share with you thank you there. Sarah, really really appreciate it lovely thank to talk to you <laughs> thank you um, Ale Alexandra says a featured post the same as sponsored post in my feed no so the featured posts I'm talking about are you're on your home feed which is where everyone you follow is and if you follow any hashtags you don't see every single post under that hashtag because that would be thousands of posts but what they do is they pick one every now and again they pick one and they say post from the hashtag you follow and it's just there in your feed even though you don't follow the person that posted it so it's picking a photo that it thinks you're going to like because you followed that hashtag sometimes you don't follow anything to do with that person that hashtag that photo but it's noticed that you've liked a lot of other posts that use the same hashtag so say I like a lot of posts about cloth nappies in a week it might say hey do you want to follow this like here's a photo from this account we think you, we think you might like it based on your browsing activity so that's what I mean when I say featured posts it's not really a that's not like the technical name for them I don't know what they would call them within Instagram but for the context of this conversation they're being featured um they're being suggested to you but on your home feed rather than somewhere like explore like they'll get a lot more engagement because they're on your home feed because most of us don't even notice it's not someone we're following. Sponsored posts appear in the same way, but people have paid to be there instead of just organically, magically getting there. And we're all about the organic here because that's cheaper. <laughs> uh, uh, so Louis says you can totally be late because of the cat. I agree, you see, my people are here. That's why <laughs> my daughter Rain is always late due to the cat. Let's see, I should have just saved it for here. 
Alexander says, I don't follow a lot of hashtags, so that makes sense. Yeah, if you don't really follow hashtags, you probably don't see them, but I would recommend following hashtags. Um, it's a good way to get to know that feature and you start to go, oh, okay, these are the posts that are getting highlighted by the algorithms. Why is that? And start just employing your curiosity to figure that out. Okay, Julia, are you here with us? I am, Hi. yeah. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Awesome. Um, I don't know whether you want me to just say a little bit. Um, sure. I, for me, um, we moved to um, Derbyshire to a farm uh, four years ago, having never um, had animals or a farm or anything like that, um, and happened to have four disused uh, stone barns in the courtyard, which we converted into hobby cottages. So, for me, over the last four years, I've had such a change of lifestyle in terms of learning about farming animals, everything, opening up a new business, um, holiday cottages. That, and I, I spend my life on the farm, so I spend a lot of my time taking pictures of where I live and the stunning scenery and um, things that happen on the farm, like planting an orchard and um, the snow, which we get all the time. Um, so my posts are very random, so I look at other people's feeds and they're beautiful and they're all very consistent and they all got the same colours and they all look fantastic, but mine are completely random as you can see, um, they don't have really any consistency. So I think my issue is that um, I know I need to be promoting the holiday cottages, which is the reason why obviously I have an Instagram um, account really of Manor House Farm Cottages is to um, get people to obviously book direct instead of going through Airbnb or any of the other channels but to actually come direct. Um, so I'm trying to promote that but also I'm more interested in lifestyle things and interested in in the life on the farm and crafts that I make and things like that. So I try and use wool if I can with uh, my own sheep. So because I've had such a, and I'm doing too much talking, I've got such an a, a, a unusual lifestyle for me because you know I'm 52 and I've, I've never had this life before um, a few years ago. So it's such a change for me that I can't help but post things that interest me about where we are. Um, I love, so, yeah. you said that when you wrote it as well, that you can't help, you can't help but post them, which I, I always find it really interesting. Like, yeah, I, I struggle with, I know, I know your teaching is all about trying to sort of it look beautiful and consistent and have a theme of colour and that kind of thing. But I find that really hard because my posts are so varied. Um, and although if I, if I just took pictures of the cottages every day, they would be a lot more consistent, I'm sure. But that wouldn't um, show you what it's like living here. And it wouldn't fulfil your creativity by the sounds of it. It would be no. like you, you could just outsource that to someone else if that was what you were going to do. Mm. So first of all, I don't think it's as varied or as random as you think there is a very strong theme here and when I hear you speak that theme could be even more obvious this idea that you are someone who had a busy city life and has come to the countryside you have you are perfectly positioned to tell people why it's amazing to come to the countryside all the things you didn't know, all the things you didn't realize. One of my most popular ever blog posts, even still, it still gets me tons of traffic. I get journalist requests every now and again based on it, is when I wrote about moving from the city to the countryside, it was just a list of the things that I hadn't expected. 
people really want to know, especially now, like the reason a lot of journalists are getting in touch at the moment, because obviously the pandemic has made people realise how little space they maybe have or how much more space and how much outdoors matters. So everyone's dreaming or planning to move to the countryside. So that topic for you right now is perfect. So maybe it's just about shifting the lens. Sorry, go on. I think it's very contrary though to a lot of your teaching in terms of consistency. Um, I am very, um, what was I gonna say now, but it, 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 it is quite random. Um, and I don't know how to stop that being so random. Do you, so you mean, and, and, and you think the colours are random? I also think that people want to see variations. They, they want to see unusual, interesting, you know, things from everything from sheep to trees to um, nice interiors. So for me, if I'm looking at a, um, an Instagram, if I'm following somebody, I love the interest. But also I can see from your teaching that, you know, consistency and the same colour and everything is, is, is the right thing. So trying to marry those two things together, I find really hard. Yeah, I, I mean, I find it interesting like, that we're at week five and the thing your brain is really snagged on is that I'm teaching you, you have to be super consistent with colour because that's in there for sure. But there's a lot of other things about about variety, about the importance of, of expressing your creativity. Your brain has got stuck on this one thing and it's saying, no, unless we do this, nothing else is possible for us. This is not as random as you think. Did you do the exercise early on where we picked some colours? Were you able to choose some? Um, yes, I did choose colours. Um, and probably none of them are on there, to be fair. Um, they're, they're more of one of the costume series, I'd say. Which, um, but what I do struggle with is I, I couldn't work out doing how to use Pinterest very easily. So I really struggled, struggled with doing a Pinterest board. Um, and I don't know whether that would help me, even if I had done one, because, again, um, I don't know if that would fit with sort of all the different um, sort of themes, really. Landscape, sheep. I mean, if you go further down, there are hundreds of sheep on my post. And that's the other thing. Um, you know, there's lots and lots and lots of sheep there if you keep going. <laughs> they are very random. Um, no, they are right. Uh, let's, look in the, let's look in the comments. This thought you have that you are clinging to really tightly, it's like your comfort blanket. You're like, um, it's too random. It, you can't take this thought off me. It's true. It's too random. These are all pictures of life in the countryside. They're very consistent. There's no sky rise tower blocks here. There's no like Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> These yeah. are all telling me the same story. Few years I've posted a lot of posts. I think I must have done, I think there's about 400 or something on there. And you know, I only got, I've only got about 600 something followers. So I think I must be doing something wrong here because, you know, I, you know, I don't have thousands of followers. I literally have. And yet for me, I think I post quite interesting things. You know, I try and make them as interesting as I can and as varied as I can because I think people want to, to, to know about sort of a more varied interest lifestyle and that kind of thing so I don't know where I'm going wrong in some respects do you understand what I yeah mean? I do so you're saying you like what you're doing you don't massively want to change it but you're recognizing that it's not serving you in the way you need it to or serving the business in the way you need it to so then it's about how do we make small changes that still allow you to take all the joy that you're taking in it but also start making it slightly more profitable and it like 
is that what you want? Do you want this to be a marketing tool or do you just want Instagram to be a creative outlet for you? Um, I think it's a bit of both and I think that's the problem. I think I like to uh, use it as a lifestyle um, tool to show people. Um, I mean, I've got a lot of friends that follow me from where I used to live and things like that. Um, and they love seeing my post, friends and family, because, you know, they like to see a window on my life kind of thing. But they're and not paying to come and stay with you. Yeah, and I, I do hope that guests who've been to stay, and we only ever get five-star reviews, you know, we've, we've only, we only opened in April 2019, obviously, with the pandemic, we've, um, we've been closed quite a bit of the time, so we haven't been open for that long, so we were taking a business from standing still, literally never, never having had um, holiday cottages, so... We had, to, we had to start from completely zero. And obviously we've built up customers and now we are getting repeat customers all the time, which is fantastic. Um, and I think, you know, some of those customers do continue to follow me, definitely. Um, I know that. Um, but it's also, it would be nice to think that followers will eventually convert to customers. You know, people, any, any of you sort of one day might think, oh, do you know what? I'd like to go to Derbyshire. I'll remember to look for that person. But I don't think anybody that particularly follows me converts into guests, strangely. I mean, we get plenty of guests, don't get me wrong. We're not struggling for, um, for bookings. We're not, because, you know, it has taken off now and we are, you know, we are really busy. And, and so if you're really busy and you're not struggling for bookings, why do you want your Instagram to be a marketing tool? Because I guess with every business, you expect to have some kind of marketing. You expect to have a platform like Instagram or Facebook and it feels like it's something that's required. It's necessary for a business, isn't it? But it's not, well, it's necessary if you're not getting enough bookings. But you can only take so many bookings, right? Because then you're full. You can, you can, but equally you want to create that desire, don't you? You equally want to be um, somewhere where if somebody goes, I mean, it, it is already taking off. People tell their friends, their family, you know, I went to yeah. this amazing place in the Peak District and so therefore, you know, it, it, you get people coming back for that reason. Yeah, but Julia, the reason I'm asking you is what I'm hearing under underneath what you're saying here today is you think you should be using Instagram to promote your business, but you also kind of really don't want to have to do the stuff that's going to promote your business on Instagram because it's not what you come to Instagram for. It is, but it is, part of, it is part of the farm, it's part of us, it's part of, you know, obviously when I've got guests here, it's part of my 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 life every Monday and Friday doing all the changeovers, which is a big part of my life. So um, it's, it's it has to be part of it, I think, the cottages. I don't think I could just do it all about the farm. This, yeah, but what I see, what it is right now is this is kind of a personal blog of your life on the farm. That's what you've created. And it features the holiday cottages because that's also part of your life on the farm. And it works as that and it's beautiful as that. If you want this to be a marketing tool that's going to drive customers to book, there are certain loops that you're going to have to jump through, you know, certain hoops that you've got to, you'd have to do. And you can do them and I can teach you to do them. But if you don't want to do them and you don't need to do them, you're going to have a very hard time making yourself do it because you're a human. Like there's nothing wrong with you. Like behavioral change, like we have to be motivated to do it. And what I'm hearing is you're not, you've not got anything pushing you to do it and you like what you're doing. Let me have a look in the chat box. So 
Um, Debbie says it's not clear on the Instagram that it's a holiday farm or where it is. Yeah, definitely. Let's start with that. Can you give us more specific location information right up at here in the bio? And let's get a call to action. Book now. I know you have details and availability on our website and that should be enough. It should be. But you will see a difference if you say book now and tell people directly what to do. Um, Kate says, could you split personal snapshots of your life into stories content and keep the grid more focused on the customer facing side? Then you could add some of your favorite personal moments to highlight so new visitors can see a nice overview of your lifestyle. That would work really well if you decide you want to go down the more promotional route for sure. Um, Sundry says, I guess it's to do with that tension between sharing your daily life and what customers would want to see. Yeah. And there is so much here that customers will want to see. Like, they will want to see what's different in the countryside. Even just like, it's things like, how does spring look in the countryside versus how it looks in the city? That really surprised me when I moved because the seasons are represented in different ways in the city versus in the countryside. They come out at different times as things that you notice differently. Um, the weather, like the food, the muddy boots, all of those things that tell the story of life in the countryside and how it's different. The clothes you had to buy when you moved that you never needed when you lived somewhere more built up. Joanne says, why not use the consistency of your holiday cottages? All your interests can be linked to your cottages. Do your cottages each have a different color scheme? And Kate says, not random at all. Color wise, I think the green of the outdoors is consistent enough color running through your feed. Alice says, I love the variety of farming life. I know what you mean about consistency, but I think people who love farms understand that life is different every day. I follow Kat Golden and Sigrid's, um, I don't know how you pronounce that, but it's Sigrid's Mind with an E. Two of my favorite accounts and they share lots of different aspects of farming life, but their accounts still flow beautifully. Yeah, I mean, I know Kat's account and that would be a great one to look at. She is fortunate that she is also an amazing photographer. Um, but the way she tells the story, it's about baking the bread, it's about feeding the goats, it's about birthing the lambs. Um, and it's so compelling that she never really needs to advertise the fact that you can go and do things with her because people are already following her for the story. Mm. Um, I think it feels a little bit fake sometimes that, like today I put on a picture of the hayloft um, you know, it was, it was, yeah, it was actually um, a photographer, professional photographer um, that we had in who took that um, picture. Um, but it feels a little bit fake because I'm not in those cottages every day of my life. I'm out there on the farm or in my own house and occasionally I've, I've posted pictures um, inside my own house. Um, but it, it feels, you know, when you do, when I do sort of, and sometimes in lockdown we've, we've gone and sort of sat out in, in one of the cottages and we've had a an evening there and we've just tried to sort of make it look like you know we're having a good time and making it more of a um uh you know a, a, a moment like you, you say um, yeah we try and do that whereas so when i when i post a picture of inside the cottage interior of the cottage it feels a bit fake because i'm not there i'm not living in there it's not my life in spending time in there well, it's not fake because that's your business. So that you would just be saying, oh, it's blowing a gale outside today. Here's a picture of the cozy fire in cottage, in whichever cottage. Um, perfect for days like today. Like, that's not fake. You're telling the truth. I don't, I think that's a choice. But I think, I mean, we can give you all these strategies and tips and advice, 
it's gonna be useless to you until you decide what it is you really want. You need to go away and, and really think about what do you want this to be? If you want to have a blog, a Instagram-based blog or a real blog or both or just purely Instagram, where you tell your story of, of moving to the farm and uncovering that, that is completely valid, interesting, worthy, all of the things. You don't need the excuse of the holiday cottages in order to be posting on Instagram. If you need more bookings now or at some point in future, it's an asset that you can definitely use. But you're going to have a really hard time making yourself leave behind the kind of posts that you want to do if you've got no motivation to do it. That makes sense? It does, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think, yeah. Yeah, I know. But it's just very hard. It's hard. And you know why it's hard? Because we're not used to being told we're allowed to do what we want to do. <laughs> and you've got all the shoulds and the have-tos and the what everyone else is doing in your head. And it's about putting all of those down and just thinking, what, what is this to me? How does it serve you right now exactly as it is without you having to make it earn you money? How does this, you doing this still have a really, really important purpose in your life? Because I promise you it does. And maybe finding that value first is how you connect to where you want it to go next. Thank you. Okay, Julia. Keep us posted and make sure you do read in the comments. Um, lots of really, really valuable ideas there. And I think it's even just reading them and seeing how they sit with you. And if you're like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to do that. Then it's giving you those answers. Your body will tell you, even if your brain's not sure. Thank you Thank for you. sharing that, Julia. I think that that will be really helpful for other people going through similar things. Okay. Rosie, are you here with us? If you're here, just hit um, your mute button so we can hear from you. I think she is probably not here. She said she might be able to join us. She wasn't sure. Um, Rosie, I think because I wanted to ask you some further questions, I will talk to you in the Facebook group about this. I'll go in and post my questions there after this call um, just because I, I wanted to know a little bit more. Um, so we will skip Rosie's question, but here is her beautiful account just while we're here. Isn't it marvelous? Everything looks rosy. Do go and give her some love and a follow. She is, she has a dream of writing a book and her publishers are pushing her to have more followers before they'll go ahead with it. So every follower counts. Go give you a love look. I'm doing it too. <laughs> okay. Megan? Can you hear Megan? No Megan either? Um, I'll read out Megan's question and we can just brainstorm as a group and share some ideas with her and then Megan can join us for another another week if she wants to talk about this a bit more. So she said, currently I'm an interior designer for a local firm. My aim is to build upon and improve my Instagram content to ultimately be able to gain jobs through offering online services, including virtual design services, CAD room layouts, visuals, etc. My partner is due to get a move with work and I want to be in a position where I can offer these services straight away. 
As I currently work for a local firm, I can't offer these services as it would be a conflict of interest. I'm struggling to think of what I can post in the meantime, as I have limited ways to build my portfolio and I'm not currently able to advertise the services. I considered starting to create my own briefs to show visuals and also to introduce an element of lifestyle and fashion into my feed as I'm drawn to what other interior designers wear. I'm struggling to understand if I'm starting this at the wrong time or should I just get going and stop looking for excuses. I would also love to be able to give my audience a weekly gift. However, I feel a lot of interior pages offer a weekly top tip already. Should I follow or how can I stand out from the crowd? Any advice would be greatly appreciated as I'm feeling quite lost. So if you have any ideas hearing Megan's story about what she could be sharing, I think you maybe said it best to yourself, Megan, when you said, should I just get going and stop looking for excuses? It sounds to me like you have all the ideas. You've got plenty of ideas. And what's really standing in your way is like waiting for it to be perfect and the timing will never be perfect. The right content will never magically reveal itself to you. It's just gonna be a question of trying and playing and kind of, it, I get it, like there's probably not tons of fun in creating your own briefs and doing all the work just so you've got Instagram content. But so thinking about how can you, what content can you create that's gonna be engaging, that's gonna showcase your skills to potential customers and also still not take too much of your time and be fun and creative for you. And the answer to that will be really personal to you, but there'll be lots of answers. Um, it could be simple as mood boards, or it could be, you know, you said about what could your weekly gift be? Like, could you share different types of software, different apps that people could use for planning their design? Could you share how you build a mood board? How, like, it doesn't have to be a, a top tip, like put, put a plant on a shelf. It can be much more... Today, I'm gonna to show you how I did this. Today, I'm gonna to show you what happens when I have dead space in a room and how I problem solve it. Like whatever your work, I'm guessing here, but whatever your work involves, like give us, give us a taste of that. I know you said as well, the conflict of interest, so you're probably gonna be using your own home, but if once lockdown's over, if you've got friends with spaces, it could be really fun then to bring some different types of interiors into the mix and kind of ask your friends if you can go over and they give you a problem corner, a problem shelf, and you can create some content like a before and after of what you would do with it. Um, in the chat box, Joanne says, ideas about what are the in colours and how to use them for sure, yeah. I'd love to see reels of you moving bits and pieces around, dining table styling, mantel place styling, selecting mirrors on different walls. Yeah, good one, Sundari. And even, you know, like, how to hang pictures so they don't look weird and dorky and like how you know when something looks right versus wrong where you buy stuff where you can find special pieces um why my plants keep dying and where i can need to put them so they'll stay alive um debbie said hints and tips for instagram why not follow others that offer similar and take some inspiration and ideas for them sorry she said hints and tips for interiors um, could she cover design trends? Yes, yes, yes. Advice within the newsletters. Debbie said she could post a series of colour scheme examples. If it's her work, albeit for a firm, why could she not share that? I agree. If it's not identifiable, if you're not sharing like a customer's home, I think there's probably lots of bits in the process you can share. Um, Sundari has shared um, a page of someone who's doing... Oh, no, sorry, you're sharing Megan's page, of course you are. 
Um, interior books you love, how to plump a cushion, brands that you love purchasing interior pieces from, lots of young couples are moving into new builds and so maybe some advice about how to add character. Love that for sure. Yes. What to do with a dark room? What to do with a room that's too bright? If such a thing is possible, I don't believe it is. What to do with a horrible sofa you hate? All the things. Product featuring, like all of the things. And just get started to start throwing them up and see what works for you, see what works for your audience. It's, it's how you will do what we were speaking about earlier in the call, know where the sticking points are for your audience, get to know exactly what they need help with. And then once you find those golden little, little threads, you can tug on them and that's where your customers are. So it's just about experimenting. And until you get started, you just can't uncover it. Okay, Megan, I hope you hear this and I hope that's helpful. Um, Caroline, are you here to finish? Caroline, if you're here, you just need to unmute yourself. Yeah. I think that, is that me? I don't know if there's more than one Caroline, but I'm a Caroline. Doodle Voyage. Yes, that's right. Hi, tell um, us about your question. I saw it just before this call started, so. Okay, yeah, sorry, it was a bit late in posting it. Partly because I've been having trouble trying to even just formulating a question, but I've realised that the weeks are going by and I'm a bit like the, the woman on the farm earlier. I feel a bit like um, the course is going by, but I've still stuck with the question that I had in my first week that I didn't have, that I couldn't find answers to. Um, and what's that question? Well, I think it's partly just validation, actually, because I feel like I'm on my own and I'm kind of, um, I, I'm an artist and working in illustration as well. And uh, I went to art school before all the Instagram and internet even. I, I graduated in 1990. So although I feel like I'm, I have talent, I'm finding it really struggling to know how to put myself out there. And partly because it feels like in a way quite a private process that I've often worked um, and then showed things when they're finished. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, I've got this page, Little Voyage, and it started out really because I, I mean, I went to art school and I left it behind for a long time. And now I've come back to it over the last few years. And Little Voyage, the name really was about um, a kind of a voyage back into drawing again. Um, but this is kind of incidental. My dog is called Doodle. And later, lately, well, like over the last year or so, I've been posting a lot of things. I, I developed a calendar, an illustrated calendar, and it was all kind of images of him, really. So now it's a bit like the the account looks like it's all about him. And I would quite like to bring other aspects of my work into the account. I, a little bit, I feel a little bit like I've got stuck inside my own feed if that makes sense it does I've kind of um I've got, I've got myself into a little bit of a box and I you know the whole sort of obsession which is out there a lot about uh, finding your style and all of that I just don't buy into that I feel like um, I trained as a painter and then I taught myself digital stuff I'm kind of breaking into illustration I feel like in a way the common theme is me um, I totally agree totally agree and you I mean I think that's what people are trying to 
describe when they talk a lot of the time about finding your style. It's like yeah. cutting out all of the noise and the shoulds and the things people gave you that you've kind of think you meant to be doing and just being you, mm. doing mm. what's interesting to you and following your interest. I completely agree. And obviously you're very talented. I know that not only because I'm looking at your pictures, but because Jerry Turley follows you. And Jerry is the very <laughs> discerning. He's very, very discerning in his choice of illustrators. I'll tell you that. Oh, very touched. <laughs> yeah, I came from the through from the good ship because I saw yeah. you on there. Yeah. So are you so, making other work at the moment that doesn't involve your lovely dog? Right now, no. But I suppose the thing is at the moment, I'm wondering whether even with my, in my bio, I'm a little bit dithering about even how to present myself. So it just feels like, have you got the, I'm not sure if you've got the page there, I'm not looking at yeah, it. Yeah, it's here, I'm sharing it on the screen. So it says artist and illustrator. Artist and illustrator, and that's it. Because I don't really know what else to put. And then the image the in the actual profile is obviously um, Doodle. But in a way, it was a bit like, a bit like a metaphor, you know, of a drawing, and then that, you know, that that expression, a storm in a teacup, mm. that sort of idea, you know, of going off into your own little voyage. It might be in a teacup, but it has greater range. It's a bit cropped, but, isn't it? We kind of lose a little bit of that because they crop it round. Yeah. which is a shame. Maybe there's something you could play with with that. I mean, I do always say as well, like it's nice to see the creator in in the profile picture if we can which um, feels a little bit scary I mean I only just for the first time posted on uh, posted a picture the other day yeah, and I love that that's there but it I mean like I've said earlier in this call it doesn't have to be front and center it could just be your hand drawing right and we're looking down on it and we see you know that's enough it's a human then isn't it we know there's a person rather than like a brand but it's, mm -hmm. it's completely optional so tell me what what's getting in the way um I think it's just confidence basically I mean I would like the thing is I haven't got a website up and running I'm a little bit technophobic to be honest I haven't got a website up I haven't got a shop and I would really like to be create I mean I've I've been talking about it a little bit in my last latest post I want to create um a series of chiclet prints um, and sell them I haven't got a shop set up yet, so I don't really know how to direct people. You could anywhere. just sell them through Instagram. You could just say DM me if you want one, and then they could pay right. you money. And just give a PayPal account or something. Does that not look a bit kind of unprofessional? I think it looks like you're not interested in building a website in a shop. Well, it's a starting point, I suppose, isn't it? That's right. the thing. So I, I do tend to get, I think a lot of things that gets, I get stuck with technicalities and then I doubt myself and second guess and then before it's you know overwhelming. I, you think oh in order to sell some prints I've got to do all these things and then exactly. you know, get started on the prints but if you just think right. oh I'll just make them and they'll tell people about them and yeah. DM me if they want one and PayPal me and I'll put it in the post yeah and I wondered if um you know if I was to change the profile picture that would be perhaps you know how I was saying in a way like I am the yeah, the you're, the consistent, you're the consistent point. And that's so, what the account is about. Yeah. This is you, sorry. sorry. I was just going to say, if you scroll further down, you can see that like initially there were other other images. 
and then but laterally partly because I took the advice of somebody else I went on a sort of membership thing that I'm not in anymore but it started out and she was saying oh well the common denominator seems to be this doodle so why don't you big that up and I took lots of pictures out she was suggesting that nice. anything that was about my environment you go into stories and it all should just be a feed about him I don't agree I, I don't agree either, but stands I out to me this stands out to me because this is the artist's scrapbook this is your explorations and inspirations. Mm -hmm. And like these two photos immediately kind of jumped out to me as I scrolled down. And this one, because they're- oh, I'm not sure how to look at what you're looking at. Oh, I see. Sorry, yeah. it did not show you my cursor. Sorry, so I mean the cup of tea, the logs, it looks like the end of logs possibly, and one's been spray painted red. And then there's some graffiti on a yellow wall. And they're mixed in amongst your illustrations a while back. When were these posted? Yeah, uh, a year ago or so. 23 yeah. weeks ago. So, some time ago. Um, yeah. I, what I was going to ask you was, if this is not just Doodle's Voyage, but Caroline's Voyage, and the account is Caroline Howard Illustrator, and all of the things that make you into that, what would we see? Do you know what it is? This makes me feel a bit emotional, actually. Because the whole thing is like drawing is like a, a journey back to myself. Yeah. And so, and actually all the drawings of Doodle, like if you look at the ones about, they're quite dark, but there's those little drawings about the snow moon further up, almost at the top, they're quite dark looking. Uh, there's oh, yeah, these ones. Three, these ones. three pencil drawings, you know, and actually it's me. It's a drawing of Doodle, but it was me lying asleep at night, thinking, what the hell am I going to do? I'm worrying and not being able to sleep. But, you know, it's like, instead of saying that's me, it's like I draw through yeah. another character and the character uh, tells the story, but in a way it's like a personal story. Yeah, yeah. And you get to choose how much you tell people that. Like it's relatable either way, isn't it? Because mm. people like the dog pictures because they see themselves in him as well. And also because he's beautiful. Um, well, the other thing is that there's a, I did a, um, a Kickstarter campaign last year, but it, we didn't get funding for it to do a book. And it was based on um, a lot of the, I, I did a whole series of lockdown drawings, a drawing every day last year, because I live in Spain. And we had a really strict lockdown. We weren't allowed to leave the house even. We uh, can't tell you live in Spain from this. No, that's right. I haven't even Best lived in that. I do. I have done some on stories. I've I've posted yeah. photographs, and I think I was a little bit confused because of the thing that woman said. You know, oh, you you know, the photographs are the wrong color, and you know, so take those out. All that stuff in stories, and yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm a bit kind of rambling. I'm just a little you're bit rambling. I feel like I just don't quite know how to move forward with it. If I want this to be, if some, I feel like if somebody lands on this page, it looks a bit unprofessional, a bit like somebody who's just a bit of an amateur. No, um, it looks like an artist doing their own thing. Yeah. And that's, why people follow artists is for their own thing. And as you said, like 
you've not got one style your style evolves with your interest who knows what your next style might be it could be pottery or like something that will surprise even you so we want them to follow you for you and for your unique take on the world and that to me comes through not just in the illustrations not just in the finished work but also in the little doodles and also in the photos that we're seeing further down like mm. what is the story you want this page to tell what's the fear that's getting in the way like what is what is that fear can you name it I'm I'm not I'm not really sure I think it's just I think it's just a kind of unworthy kind of thing and also because I studied fine art I studied trained at Glasgow as a painter years ago and there's there's a I think there's a little bit of a a sense not so much now but there's a bit of kind of snobbery around oh yeah Fine art. selling out by becoming an illustrator exactly like the lesser <laughs> of the, the you know like you're not a real artist kind of thing something like yeah. that and also because I'm a bit I'm self-taught you know I just um well self-taught in the terms of in terms of breaking into illustration um so but that's all part of the story right I mean what if your buyer said artist and illustrator and then put the course that you graduated from and then self taught since then were you know like on my journey back to finding myself or what you described it so much more beautifully than I'm surmising it now but what if you just admitted that all right up front in the bio so there was no hiding there was nothing for anyone to find out Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's the fear is it that people are going to find out that you're not yeah Yes, perhaps it is. Yeah, um, you're not legitimate. Is it that like imposter feeling? Yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the thing is, what I would love to do is just to be making work and you know create this book and um, and sell sell my images. Like I could imagine some of those images on uh, on a in a child's room. You know. So why um, are you making work at the moment? Sorry. Why are you not, you said you're not making work at the moment earlier. Oh, no, I, I am, but not other than the work I'm doing at the moment is based around Doodle because I'm working on this book. Right. Oh, a, a, you know, a picture book. And also I'm working on um, these, putting these prints together. So like the one with the blo- the almond blossom. So nice. I want to yeah. present a few um, images that could be, that could be produced as cards or as you can prints and it could be, I was thinking to release a few with each solstice, so with the spring equinox uh, coming up. Um, so what we'll do you create this on? Is it a computer, like a desktop computer? These images, they're, they're uh, yeah, they're, it's a digital program. I, they all start out with drawings as in hand-drawn, and then I bring them into a program called Inkscape, which is a bit okay. like, it's an open source program. You maybe know of it. Yeah. Similar to, Similar to Illustrator, but it's also. Are you using like a graphics tablet or is it more kind of mouse? No, just an old fashioned mouse. Right. So, how much content you could create from being in that process right now? You could show us how it starts, the drafts, 
the sketching, the ones you love, the ones you hate, why the certain ones didn't work and you redid them, why certain ones did work. You could then show us like how you plan out your colours. You can show us your setup and I promise you, you will think it looks awful and everyone else will think it looks fascinating and delightful. <clears throat> Every time I speak to an artist, they always think that their mess is shameful and they have to hide it and yet your mess will probably be one of the things that gets you the most likes because it's an artistic mess don't know how else to describe that show us like the setup show us behind the scenes bring us with you on the actual grid in the photographs for sure yeah because mm -hmm. i feel like when i do like that one second in it's not a, such a perfect photograph i feel like the, the process ones the, the photographs look a bit scrappy whereas if it's the final drawing i can make the images look a bit more a bit sharper so what so, there's a couple of ways you can go about that. If you wanted to, if it really bothers you, you could scan the doodles and get that sharpness. I personally would make a point of the fact that it's a photograph. So rather than going in close, like you have for like this one, I don't know if you can see, it's doodle holding the cup, the red cup. Rather than going in right close on that one, you, I would take a step back and let, show us it's a piece of paper or a sketchbook, show us it's on a table, show us the pencil, show us right. the coffee mm -hmm. cup. And then you can still, yeah. you know those carousel posts, so you, when you're in it, then you can slide across and see another one. So you can still then put the close up in as well if you want, but like mm -hmm. give us that context, give us that story, zoom out. Back to that moment thing, isn't it? Yeah, and mm -hmm. the reason I think that's going to be so important is I feel a little bit at the moment like you're hiding behind the work which is a strange thing to be saying to an illustrator I know because the work is the work but I think we mm -hmm. need to start letting a little bit of Caroline in here mm -hmm. and maybe that's how it starts mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's it, yeah, it's 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 exactly that. I mean, I had a, a call with Sally recently, and we were talking about that because my whole thing is about being seen. So of course, Instagram is like the other opposite pole, you know. Fear of to, being seen or want to be seen. Well, struggling with being seen, like even with you know, I, you know, uh, even just with intimacy with telling people when I'm struggling and that kind of thing it's it I, I tend to keep everything quite close to my chest so then putting but trying to use Instagram as a way of promoting my work in terms of making a living and, and breaking in I'm kind of realizing that I that I, I need to be more visible but I, I kind of struggle with it which is probably why it's interesting that you've noticed that I kind of mm -hmm. hide behind the work because yeah even just you know the amount I'd liberated I mean that that was from the about that posting that image it was from March Meet the Maker and I think I posted the I posted it sort of eight days in because I spent eight days looking at pictures and wondering if I should post it or not you know so here's my invitation to you Caroline you right now your job is not to use instagram as a way to promote your work that's just like a side benefit instagram is i don't know anywhere better in the whole world to learn and to carefully slowly peel off the layers and learn to let people see you mm -hmm. it is a warm space it's a supporting space it's a space you have 
time to think and control in a way that we don't in the real world, right? We can't really like choose the angle people see us from. We can't always think about our words and double check them. Instagram, you get to dip one toe in the water at a time and see what feels okay. So make it, instead of making it like a, a bit like we were talking about earlier with the farm cottages, like take a little bit of the pressure off for now of, of thinking it has to be X, Y, and Z. Like, how can you use this to start developing that feeling of like, it's safe for me to be seen and to prove to your brain that it's safe for you to be seen? Mm -hmm. Tiny steps. Yeah, I suppose the thing is at the moment, I really need to find a way of, of earning some money. Or, you know, so the thing is, it will come as well. Yeah. Because what happens is, when we are afraid to be seen, we hide and then we don't get seen and it's a yeah. prophecy. So yeah. mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not at all suggesting stop promoting your work at all. I think it will still come. But just every time you, you're posting something, just, just kind of think like, and how can I use this as a way to be a little bit more, like to just go to 120% of my comfort zone instead of 100% of my comfort zone. Just stretch your comfort zone mm -hmm. that extra little bit and, and see yeah. what's there for you. Because that's, I think the internal growth is there, but also the external growth of like people connecting with you, the person who's behind this. And everything you've said today has been so rich with meaning and with connection and it's, like resonating with me I'm sure it's resonating with other people and the, the the irony is like if you could bottle what we've just had in this call and put that on your Instagram you would be flooded with people who want to talk to you want your work understand connect with you feel like they know you but your brain is telling you it's not safe yeah exactly yeah yeah so like almost just saying a bit more of you know the, the personal in in the, in the fashion. whatever feels safe and I sometimes I think there's a lot to be said for whatever your worst fear is like they're gonna find out I'm not a proper illustrator or they're gonna mm -hmm. find out I don't believe in myself or whatever it is just telling them just doing a post yeah. going hey just a heads up guys I'm probably not a proper illustrator or like you know whatever that thought is yeah. not because it's true because it's just mm -hmm. a thought it's not true mm -hmm. at all but then you're like well what else can they throw at me? What's the worst that can happen now, brain? Your brain is the part of your brain that's like the monster on the bus that's shouting at you. Is a bit like, oh, I don't, I don't know where to go with this now, really. <laughs> I don't know what to shout at you anymore. Yeah, well, it's true. I kind of just head it off at the past kind of thing. Yeah. Have you heard the analogy of the monsters on the bus? No, I don't think okay. so. I'm going to finish this call by telling you all the story of the monsters on the bus because this is one of my favourites. So... Imagine you have a bus, your life is a bus or your Instagram account in this case is the bus. You are the bus driver, you're in the driving seat, you've got your feet on the pedals, you're holding the steering wheel. The bus stops and goes and passengers get on and off and the passengers are all of the people in your life, the people that you love and your friends and your acquaintances and the people you used to know and the mean teacher at school and some of the people on the bus are monsters. They're at the back and they're like shouting at you all of the time all of the worst thoughts that you have about yourself are sat at the back of the bus and they're telling you that they'll stop shouting at you if you just drive in the direction they want you to drive in. 
If you just stop going where you want to go and follow their instructions, they'll leave you alone. And what tends to happen for most of us is after we, we resist and we resist and after a while they break us down because they're screaming at us. So we go in the direction that they're telling us to go and they shout and they shout and we get there and they stop. And it's such a beautiful relief. And at first they go quiet, everything's quiet, everything feels good. And then we look around and we realize that they've driven us down a dead end alley. The walls are so tight against the bus, you can't get the doors open. And after a while you're like, well, I don't want to be here. This isn't a life. This isn't what I wanted for myself. So you reverse out. And as soon as you start moving again, the monsters start shouting and they go, well, this wasn't the deal. Like you're worthless, you're useless and we're not going to stop telling you until you go back there. And then the decision becomes who's driving the bus? Mm -hmm. Do we want the monsters to have control because it's us with our feet on the pedal, it's us holding the steering wheel. And what happens is when we finally say, okay, we're gonna go in the direction we wanna go in, we're gonna do the thing we wanna do, and the monsters can just shout. And after a while, it just becomes background noise and we get to live our life the way we wanna go, we go in the direction we wanna go. And instead Mm -hmm. of trying to get rid of the monsters, instead of trying to shut them up, we just let them come along for the ride. Totally, that is my mind. This is all of our minds. I promise you, Caroline, it's very, very human. So your homework is make an Instagram that includes your monsters on the bus. They can come. They're invited. I don't know if that resonates for anyone, but it's one of my favorites. Okay. Thank you. Um, I am sending everyone, all of you, so much love, especially you, Caroline. Thank you for being so open with us. Um, It's been a longer call today, so I'm really grateful for everyone sticking with us as well. I am going to let you all go and enjoy the rest of your Friday afternoon, and we will speak next week. And we also have a mindset call next week, which, uh, Caroline, I know you said you've spoken to Sally, but if you want to bring this to the mindset call, you're very welcome to talk to us some more about it there too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sending lots of love to all of you and to all of your monsters on the bus. (laughs) Party bus for us all. Lost. Hang on. Stop. Share. Okay. Um, Take care of yourselves. Hopefully the weather cheers up and I will speak to you soon. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye.